The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 10th chapter. Behold, a lawyer stood up to put Jesus to the test, saying, Teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? He said to him, What is written in the law? How do you read it? And he answered, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, You have answered correctly. Do this, and you will live. But he, desiring to justify himself, said to Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Jesus replied, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho, and he fell among robbers who stripped him and beat him and departed, leaving him half dead. Now by chance, a priest was going down that road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. So likewise, a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he journeyed, came to where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion. He went to him and bound up his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he set him on his own animal and brought him to an inn and took care of him. And the next day, he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper, saying, Take care of him, and whatever more you spend, I will repay you when I come back. Which of these three do you think proved to be a neighbor to the man who fell among the robbers? He said, The one who showed mercy. And Jesus said to him, You go and do likewise. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. amen. Jesus tells a story about being loved and loving, most commonly titled the Good Samaritan. But before the story, a lawyer and Jesus discuss what gets eternal life. Love God and love your neighbor as yourself. But the lawyer shows his hand when he asks Jesus who his neighbor is. Now, another way to ask this question to show what he really meant would be, and who should receive my love? This is when Jesus tells the story with an unexpected ending. Rather than telling the lawyer who his neighbor is, Jesus asks him, who was neighborly? By asking this question, Jesus redefines neighbor as first someone who gives love and then secondly as one who receives love. Jesus' response actually flips the lawyer's position in his original question. While the lawyer wants to give love or be the lover, Jesus' response makes him the receiver of love or the beloved. In order to love his neighbor, the lawyer needs to be loved by his neighbor. If the lawyer was the lover, then Jesus' answer should have been boiled down to just try harder with what you have. 
When Jesus flips the lawyer's position in the original question, the lawyer must ponder two things. First, he doesn't have what it takes to go and do likewise. And second, the only way he will is if he receives the Samaritan's love from the story. Now, Samaritans and Jews do not mix at this time. In fact, they have very well-defined groups. They have very nice and neat boundaries that separate the two, where everyone loves those inside the group and are very content not loving those outside the group. Jesus' story shows a Samaritan just crossing all these boundaries, giving all he had to love this left-for-dead Jew. This Samaritan was not a normal Samaritan. He was working under a different paradigm, a paradigm he must have gotten from somewhere, not something he came up with himself. Now, for us 21st century Christians, this is kind of hard to see, but for those first century listeners, they would have picked up on this very unique love. If this is the love that the lawyer needs, then he must admit he doesn't have it. Trying harder will not work, and the only way to get it is being, by, being loved by someone like this Samaritan. In order for the lawyer to love his neighbor as himself, he will need to receive a love that he has never received ever. A different sort of love. Several years ago, I was at a pastor's retreat with several young pastors, and it was led by an old, experienced pastor. I should say wise and experienced. Sorry. A wise and experienced pastor. Several of the young pastors were burned out. And after hearing all the stories from these young pastors, the wise pastor finally said this, Gentlemen, you preach about receiving salvation through Christ alone, by grace alone, through faith alone, but you live as if your life and salvation depended on you. Stop giving and start receiving. Now, it seems obvious that pastors should listen to their own words. But like the lawyer, anyone can forget that we can't give what we have not received in the first place. Now, this is not a pastor-only problem. This is an every-person problem. How many times do we try harder to love someone only to realize that we have nothing left to love with? And rather than simply admitting that we don't have this unique love, we create conditions. Or we create groups so that our love is conditioned accordingly. We might come close to someone who needs love, but if they don't fit into the group, we, like the priests and the Levite, just simply pass by. We don't love. We're only kidding ourselves if we think we can love without receiving it and simply try harder with what we got. We will just simply end up beaten down, left for dead. 
This is precisely where our neighbor comes into our life. This is where Jesus Christ, our neighbor, comes to save us. The problem with the lawyer and the, really the rest of us is that we believe ourselves to be primarily lovers. But Jesus tells this story to show how we are primarily beloved. Where does one receive this love? The lawyer, you and I, we must receive the love of Jesus Christ to become the beloved. By receiving the love of God through Jesus Christ, we are then restored to the way we were created to be. We're fully alive. We're fully human. Because each one of us was created out of love, out of the love of God, in order to be loved by Him, so that we might love one another. But without God's love, we have nothing to share. Our sinful efforts to love without God have left us beaten down, half dead. But our neighbor, Jesus, knows what it's like to be beaten and left for dead. So he does everything for us so that we wouldn't have to experience it. Jesus is the neighbor who comes down to us and forgives our sins and washes us clean in holy baptism, brings us into the safe and security of the inn of the Holy Church, and then nourishes us with his holy body and most precious blood. Once we believe we are primarily beloved by God, that nothing we do makes God love us more, and nothing that we don't do makes God love us less, Once we see ourselves primarily as beloved, we're filled up with the love of God in Christ Jesus. And once we are filled, we become lovers ourselves. It's at that moment that the beloved loves. As the beloved who loves, we embark on a life of loving our neighbor as ourselves just like Christ did with us. Giving freely of our resources, giving freely of the forgiveness of sins, giving freely of our riches. And we do this all freely with joy and love because we believe that as God's beloved, He will just keep us giving, giving us more and more to share with the world that's beaten down and left for dead. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. Amen.